Alright, what is going on everybody? It is Dapper Dividends number 24. It is June 30th, 2020. It is a hot, hot, hot one here in Chicago. Get the weather talk out of the way. And I just literally rolled in the door from work. Had a full day and then I had an overtime call down at 201 West Grand Avenue in Chicago. Very nice down there. It wasn't as hot as it was out here in the suburbs and the burbs. So real quick, going to be trying to make this a quick podcast. I'm going to do very little editing. I am no notes. I am going to use my cell phone to convey the information I wish to convey to all y'all fine folks out there. So here we go. Uh, The only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to hit the pause button on my recording while I load up the pages so you don't have to hear a bunch of dead air. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to get into the stats for the show. So, the total number of plays I have had is 631, which is exploding and growing, and I love that. That is awesome. Thank you. My estimated audience size is now 26. It's not the convenient 23 in me from last episode. And I have a fattening wallet of $6.38 USD, making that money money while I'm doing something I love on this podcast. And I also have a new country, Portugal. I get to add Portugal to my portfolio of international exposure. So there's 195 countries. I have 177 left to be heard in every country around the world. All right, so what did I buy? I just had to pull up my Schwab app here because I have no notes, nothing written down. This is going to just be very interesting. So I did buy no more, no covered calls. I haven't sold. I didn't buy any calls. There's been no more call activity. I'm kind of petered out on it. Uh, The market moved against me. These last two calls I've had in Simon Property Group and AT&T are not going so well and I'm running out of time and I'm too stubborn to sell and take a 75% loss. I'll just hold and hope that they pop and I get a jump and I can get out uh, with a few bucks. So anyway, I did buy Cisco Systems. I bought a few shares at $45.99 when it was down yesterday on Monday. I love Cisco. Uh, very cool tech company. Very nice exposure and key very low debt. So if you remember, I'm looking to primarily add companies that are low debt, uh, have a very nice balance sheet, and are not very cyclical or not as cyclical as some of the other companies. So preferably low to non-cyclicality and low debt, good balance sheet. Cisco fits that bill. And then I also bought some ExxonMobil, ticker symbol XOM. I'm sorry, Cisco is ticker CSCO, not ticker symbol, I think SYY for the food delivery. Uh, The food, I don't even know what they do. I see their trucks. I know they deliver food. Uh, not the food company, Cisco. So this is the technology company, Cisco Systems. And then I bought some ExxonMobil. I continue to add to that. And that is ticker symbol XOM. And while we're at it, the reason I continue to love ExxonMobil and Chevron is because they are fully integrated. Now, if you don't know what fully integrated means, I have a blog post here from GLT Products. I needed to find something very quick. If you don't know what fully integrated means, it means they are involved in the three of producing oil. So I'm just going to read at you a little bit. Bear with me. Uh, This is indeed from a blog. So it says the industry is divided into three major stages, upstream, midstream, and downstream. 
Upstream is also known as exploration and production stage and involves the search for underwater and underground oil and gas deposits. The drilling of exploration wells is the main activity of this stage. The second stage, midstream, refers to the collection and transportation of crude oil, natural gas, and refined products, usually via pipeline, oil tanker, barge, truck, or rail. This stage also includes the storage of products as well as any wholesale marketing efforts. Downstream is the filtering of the raw materials obtained during the upstream phase. Long story short, this means refining crude oil and purifying natural gas. The products generated from this section of the process include natural gas, diesel oil, petrol, gasoline, lubricants, kerosene, jet fuel, asphalt, heating oil, LPG, just to name a few. While each stage is different, each plays a critical role in the overall process. Together, all three stages help power the world. And when I say Exxon Mobil is fully integrated, it is because they are integrated in the upstream, midstream, and downstream process of producing that oil, which makes them super safe. They are huge. They have enough assets to weather this storm. They are big enough to weather the storm, uh, this glut of oil. And I believe when some of these smaller companies go bankrupt and they need to liquidate, guess who's going to be there to buy them? That's right. I believe it's going to be Chevron and Exxon, which will only feed the beast and make the beast bigger. So I continue to invest in Exxon and Chevron. I believe they are both solid safe plays and I am banking they will not cut their dividend. And if they do, I think it's for a short time. It's temporary as with Royal Dutch Shell. But I do not think Royal Dutch Shell was as strong as the other two. And that's so far playing out. So that's why I continue to buy Exxon Mobil and Chevron. And as I shift over to my contrib contributory blah, 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 tongue tie, uh, as I shift over to God, as I shift over to the contributory, uh, what I did buy nothing yesterday, and today speaking of Chevron, I bought more Chevron ticker symbol CVX. I bought three shares at eighty-seven dollars and twenty-five cents. And then I also bought enough of Chevron. I explained why I, why I dig and why I like Chevron and Exxon. And then I also was looking at buying Johnson & Johnson. If I look at the chart, it was just about at the 200-day moving average. Now it had been above the 200-day moving average, and it's been walking down toward it. And it looks like it's found some support at the 200-day and I'm not curious if it drops down below the 200. I think it might go two or three dollars past it where I might add some more. So instead of that, I decided to draw a line in the sand with ticker symbol GD, General Dynamics Company. I bought three shares at $148.69. This is another company I've wanted to own for quite some time. And let me pull up the marketbeat.com app to give you a few stats on General Dynamics. So General Dynamics, here we go, has a 52-week range of $100.55 and a all-time high, I don't know about all-time, but a 52-week range high of $193.76. And today closed at $149.34, so almost right smack dab in the middle of that 52-week range. Uh, it does have a $42.84 billion market cap and a P.E. ratio of 12.6 which I like that. Uh, the starting dividend yield is 2.9% 2 
2.95%, so almost 3%. And if I could give a brief summary of what it does, uh, read a, a quick little synopsis here. General Dynamics Corporation operates as an aerospace and defense company worldwide. It operates in five segments, aerospace, combat systems, information technology, mission, syst mission systems, and marine systems. So they build and uh, support business jet aircraft, uh, business aviation services, maintenance, that sort of thing. Uh, the combat systems uh, engages in the design, development, production, modernization, and sustainment of combat vehicles, weapon systems, and munitions. They uh, whip, build weapon systems, uh, armaments, uh, maintain logistic support, uh, information, the IT, the information technology segment, uh, infrastructure modernization, professional services. Uh, they also uh, cloud cyber software development, systems engineering, uh, mission systems segment offers mission. Con I cannot talk tonight. Uh, it offers mission critical products such as space intelligence and cyber systems, uh, ground systems and products, naval, go navy, air and electronic systems, and the marine systems segment designs and builds nuclear powered submarines, surface combatants, and auxiliary and combat logistics ships for the United States Navy and Jones Act ships for commercial customers. So I think that's awesome. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. And just to, to cap that off, that segment on the Marine provides nuclear-powered submarines, surface combatants, auxiliary and combat logistics ships, commercial product carriers, and container ships. They do everything. Uh, they were uh, incorporated in 1952, and they are headquartered in Falls Church, Virginia. So just reading through that, wow, this company obviously gets a lot of money uh, as a defense segment from the United States government. And what you have to be careful of is usually if a Democrat is elected and put in office, uh, the defense spending drops and goes down. So that's a little bit of a knock on the uh, companies that are dependent on the government for defense. Um, so just something to be aware of. But uh, as I look at their dividend, they have been... Um, paying an increasing and growing dividend for 22 years. Uh, it's only 28.9% based on cash flow. So I always look at the free cash flow as a better metric for determining what the dividend is because the uh, earnings per share uh, can be a little bit wonky and there can be some uh, counting shenanigans that go on with that and assuaging and manipulating of the numbers. So uh, the cash flow is a little bit better of a metric. So just on this, if I look at it, of the trailing 12 months, the payout ratio from earnings per share is 36.73%. But when you look at it based on cash flow, it's 28.9%. So you can see it's a little bit safer there. It's a little bit lower of a number. And uh, yeah, super solid dividend grower. Uh, currently is paying a dollar ten, so a buck ten a quarter. And I believe I said that was 2.95%. So almost 3% starting yield. Very nice. Uh, I've always wanted to get into this company. And I decided, you know what? Today is the day. Today we will get into General Dynamics. So we did get into General. <laughs> Today we got into General Dynamics. I assure you I have not been drinking yet. I just got home. I just spent the last 45 minutes driving. And while I was driving, word to the wise, if you don't check out we 
if you don't listen, if you don't, my English, terrible. If you do not listen to We Study Billionaires on the Investors Podcast Network, you have to. It is fantastic. So today I listened to an interview with Lynn Alden. Beautiful. Uh, Just type in We Study Billionaires. Uh, You got to listen to this podcast. I'm going to have to listen again. She is super smart. Great follow on Twitter. And I enjoyed that. I'm going to listen again tomorrow. So as I was saying, I was driving home and I was listening to that. So I have not been drinking. So just back to general dynamics and market beat. If you go to marketbeat.com, I love this site, especially on the profile tab. There's so much quick information that they look at um, right off the bat, the price, the price target upside and downside. So they have a consensus price of analyst target at $186, which means we're close today. It has a potential upside of 24.5%. That's really cool. That's a really quick snapshot uh, that they look. They, I mean, they rank everything. Uh, dividend safety scores 4.2 out of 5, which is, uh, it, it gives just some basic knowledge on the growth, the coverage, the sustainability, what they think. Uh, they do believe that they will be able to sustain or increase their dividend. And something else that I really like is when you look at, they show earnings and valuation. They tell you the price, the earnings ratio versus the sector versus the market. Um, Just some really quick, quick hit numbers that you don't even have to dive in deep for. And another cool thing is that you want to look at what percentage of a company is held by institutions. The from my experience, the higher percentage share of ownership by institutions, which are your mutual funds, your hedge funds, you know, pension plan systems, when they own that. So that tells you they're as confident that it's going to be around for quite some time paying those dividends. And General Dynamics is 85.57% of the stock of General Dynamics is held by institutions. So the market has a very strong trust in the company. And again, check this out for yourself. Go to MarketBeat, marketbeat.com. Play around on that app. It's one of the ones I use the most. I also use Yahoo Finance to look at balance sheets when I want to look at my own numbers. And I don't know what else to say. (laughs) I think this is about it. I kind of told you what I bought. I'm going to come up with the song of the show here in a minute. And uh, I'm going to take a break and I will be right back. So I am back with some different music. I hit the pause button and started it again. So basically just said like, plug your ears, open them again. Hey, I'm back. What do you know? So I was thinking that I wanted to say how... I've been burnt out on calls. I've kind of petered it out on buying calls. Now, not on writing covered calls. Those are, that is where you control a hundred shares and you sell a contract on it. If you don't know what it is, go to YouTube and type in what is a covered call or how do I write a covered call? Plenty of information there. So the thing about addiction and what helped me as a young man rewire my brain. Truth be told, I was a young sailor at the time. I went to a lot of gentlemen's clubs. I spent a lot of money that I wish I could have back or I wish not even have back. I wish I could go back in time 
And instead of giving all that money to those hardworking young women when I was a young man, I wish I could have invested it. It blows my mind, the yield on costs. So we're talking 1996 to 2000. That's a long time already. Uh, 20 years, over 20 years. Just imagine the compound interest on that. Just imagine the yield on cost. I, it'd be so nice. But I have those memories, experience, and knowledge, and I can share it with anybody listening and tell you, you're going to probably leave those places and you're going to leave with the friends you came in or yourself. You're just going to have a lot less money. And as I came to find out, those places are designed specifically to separate your you from your money. I was going to say you from your wallet, but nobody hardly carries cash in their wallet anymore. So uh, the money you would take out at the ATM. And as I said about addiction, not saying that it was an addiction, but there's a way to rewire your brain. There's a book that I will find the title of. I do not remember it. But the, the way that it goes is, uh, say you have a problem drinking and you think of the good times, the clinking glasses, the conversation, the music in a bar, the crowded bar. And what you don't think of is the aftermath of the next morning when you're hungover, uh, when you can't, you have either miss work, say you call in sick, you miss some important date or event, and it's that's the reason that you want to stop it, but then they sober up, and they think of all the good time they had until they got to that point. So what I'm trying to say is I'm juxtaposing this and extrapolating this to buying calls. I'm a terrible trader, and I know I'm a terrible trader, and I have such a problem getting out of trades. I have very easy time getting in them, but I become very married to my trades, which is why they say you don't date your trades, you only marry them. No, I'm sorry, I had that backwards. They say you don't marry your trades, you only date them. And I, unfortunately, marry all the stocks I buy. It's so hard for me to sell, yet I do this to myself. So the point being is that next time I feel compelled to enter into a call option to buy a call or to buy a put because I seen somebody on stock twits or on Twitter say show how much money they made. You have to remember why you don't want to do a thing. If you don't want to drink because of how you feel in the aftermath, you remember the aftermath. You remember the bad parts and you link that to your brain and you link that, you anchor that in your mind instead of remembering the good times, you remember the bad times and then you don't want to do that. So for myself with the call options and the trades is I need to remember the times that I spent, you know, $150 on calls with delusions of grandeur that I'm going to make 10x, I'm going to make 100x, 1000x times my money as I've seen people show and the chances are that it's probably going to be gone, wiped down the drain because I don't sell and I don't get out. So going forward, I will remember that whatever money I'm buying is probably going to go down the drain. And if I'm lucky, I may double or triple it and kind of look at it like a scratch off or lottery tickets. That's why I don't play the lottery. That's why I don't really gamble all that much because I know there's a very strong chance I'm going to lose, which if I bring this all the way around, reminds me of why I love dividend growth investing because there is a very low probability that I am going to lose money over the long term and I don't have to trade, I don't have to sell. 
Alright, this has gone on long enough. And uh, like I said, it's pushing 9 o'clock. Now I got to shower, eat a little bit of something. So I'm giving you giving you my all here. And the song of the show. Oh, before we get to that, follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Follow me on YouTube at... Oh, you don't follow. You subscribe to me. You better subscribe. Uh, go to Stashing Worthy Acorns. Check that out. I have a whole bunch of nonsense that I do on there and uh, some reviewing of the Stash app, the Worthy Bonds app, and the Acorns app where I put $50 a month into these apps, adding $20 a month into all three. And I'm sharing the experience for two years to see at the end of this experiment what it looks like, which one performed the best, and just doing a, a live review and using of it. So I have a lot to say and the song of the show. Now I can get to it. Uh, I can't believe I didn't think to do this. Today is June 30th, and it is the last day of Pride Month. I don't know why it has to be a month. Why can't it be all year long? Uh, Anyway, so in concordance with that, the last day of Pride Month, one of my favorite groups, they have so many songs. It's so hard to choose a song uh, by the Pet Shop Boys, another band from across the pond. Um, I don't know if Morrissey was gay. This is very fun. One time I read an article with Stephen Patrick Morrissey of the Smiths and they asked him and said, there's a rumor that you're gay. Is there any veracity to this that you are gay? And he said, I've been in love before. That's awesome. That is so cool to just disarm somebody and tell the world, what does it matter? It's none of your business. Who I love is my business. Like that's between me and the person I'm with. If it's a man or a woman, doesn't matter. So always remember that. Morrissey's quote, are you gay? I've been in love before. So the Pet Shop Boys, no question about it, openly gay. One of the first openly gay super groups to hit the charts to just crush it. So many songs I love by them. Um, Domino Dancing, Suburbia, Paninero, uh, uh, Heart, Rent. Uh, I'm not even thinking of the famous ones. Um, Neil Tennant, he had a, a group called, uh, he did a group with, um, it was kind of a side project and a super group with Bernard Sumner of New Order. And I believe it was called Super, oh my God, I forget. I'm going to look it up. I couldn't think of it. It's been a long day. It was electronic. So yeah, super group. It was, listen to this lineup, Bernard Sumner from New Order, Johnny Marr from The Smiths, and Neil Tennant. Uh, Yeah, real good stuff. And their biggest hit was a song called Getting Away With It. So check that out. And the song I'm going to pick by the Pet Shop Boys. Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. I want to do Heart or I want to do um, Suburbia. But I think what I'm going to do is go with Domino Dancing because it's not as well known and it is a really cool song that I love by the Pet Shop Boys. So, smiling. I love it. They have so many songs that I, I could I can listen to them. I could listen to them all, all the time. So, anyway, without further ado, that is going to be on the Dapper Dividends playlist. So, you can go to YouTube and type in Dapper Dividends playlist. And pa-pow, there it goes up there. All right, we've been going on for 23 minutes. Uh, my mouth is dry. I'm hungry, I'm dirty, sweaty, super sweaty day. So there's there's some content right there. I'll touch on and talk about exactly what I do for my work and to make my money. 
And I will talk to you people later. And uh, remember what I always say at the end of the show is remember, everyone you meet has something to teach you. And on the top of that, a funny thing, I just can't shut up. I'm loquacious. Look up loquacious or ask your phone what loquacious means. Uh, Where was I going? Oh, yes. Um, Everyone you meet has something to teach you. I like to play two, two games when I'm talking to somebody for a while that I don't know very well. I like to try and find out what is it that this person has to teach me. Keeps me engaged, keeps me talking to them, trying to pry and figure out like, okay, there's some knowledge in some aspect of their life or my life that they're, they have, that they can convey to me that will teach me something. And then I also uh, tell people in my head, I don't tell them, I, in my mind, I say to somebody, I love you. Do that. Next time you're talking to a perfect stranger, don't say it to them, but think it in my head. I love you. Like you're talking to somebody you love. It'll make you instantaneously want to smile. It'll change the countenance on your face, your whole demeanor. And it's just a fun thing to do. So try that. Tell people in your mind you love them when you're talking to them that are strangers. And remember, everyone you meet has something to teach you. I'll talk to you on Friday.